You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. The Free to Join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Well, mate, welcome to the podcast. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to share some stories and tell us about the uh, OKC Soda Company. But before we dive into the, to the soda side of things, tell me a little bit about yourself and then how you end up in Oklahoma City. Well, <clears throat> I uh, came to Oklahoma City about 2010. And I basically got my first job at the arena bartending for the Thunder. So it was kind of cool. And uh, immediately met this guy and he worked for the Bricktown Brewery. And so he said, hey, would you like to come work for the Bricktown Brewery? So I spent the last 10 years uh, climbing the ladder downtown at the Bricktown Brewery. I went from a server to a bartender to a manager to assistant general manager and then about three years ago, the company decided they wanted to make some soda, some like alcoholic soda that we could kind of brew like a beer, but sell like a soda. And uh, my brewers, you know, we did a lot of research. We did a lot of things. Then all of a sudden we were like, hey, let's let's start a soda company. And so with the uh, with the blessing of our, our higher ups, we just decided to branch off and start our own. Yeah. So what brought you to Oklahoma City then back in the day? Well, uh, I grew up mainly in Dallas. I was born in Oklahoma. I was born in Tulsa, but I mainly grew up in Dallas area. And then I joined the Navy, spent four years in the service. uh, And then I kind of wandered around for a couple of years. And then uh, I just, ironically, my mom had moved, her and her husband moved to Oklahoma city and they were like you know hey you should come down this way we're developing some commercial property so that's what brought me to oklahoma but uh yeah yeah no no real reason <laughs> yeah so so you said you were born in tulsa and then kind of i guess moved and grew up in dallas and then obviously came back correct correct nice so uh i mean for, for everyone in, in the military and everyone i'm sure everyone listening appreciates your service in the navy i'm sure that was a great time and travel and Great experience and life experience in the Navy. Any cool places you visited? Yeah, the Navy was pretty sweet. I uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I just wanted to join the service because I really had nothing to do. And they sent me to Florida, Arizona, and Hawaii. And that's where I was stationed in Hawaii for like a year, like three years. So I, I couldn't have had a better... And it was during peacetime, during the Bill Clinton time. So like it was... It was great. I mean, I basically just was in Hawaii for three years. So, but I, I did have a great time. It was, it was good. You know, the military, the military is actually, I did my four years and decided to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so you come back and you get, you work at the Chesapeake and then you're in and out of the brewing stuff. And I assume that the brewing is a, has to be a passion of yours to be in that area. Right. It is. I've, I've grown up in the, <clears throat> excuse me, I've grown up in the craft beer world and I, you know, from the get go here in Oklahoma, I've watched it go from, you know, only a handful of breweries to now we have, you know, shit, 25, 30, few more in, in planning. And so I've always been in the brewing world, but you know, that market gets flooded so quickly and there's this, this big craft 
you know, beer bubble that happened about, you know, seven or eight years ago and it's still there. So we didn't really want to jump right into the craft brewing world. We decided to kind of step around it by making a soda company. And then hopefully in, you know, five, 10 years from now, when the kind of the bubbles kind of burst and, you know, we got, you got the people that are sticking around and the people that are kind of go away, then I might, we might decide to, to go start our own craft brewery. But for right now, we're just going to, we're going to stick with soda just because there's no, there's no, the, the market's everywhere for soda. You can, you know, it's not just for beer drinkers. You, you got kids, you got millennials, you got adults, you got, you know, uh, our seniors, you know, that, Soda just appeals to everybody. So I, why why limit your market to just just craft beer drinkers? You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a smart move for sure. Is the process kind of the same? It is. I mean, the brewing process. In fact, it's it's quicker and easier. You know, soda we brew it out of the exact same equipment, but we don't even have to. You know, you, there's no fermentation that takes place, so it's not like we have to put it in there and let it sit for two and a half, three weeks like beer. Uh, it literally goes right into the mixing tank. And we heat it, we do its thing, it does its, we mix the sugar in there, and then we literally just stick it right into the bright tank and let it sit for not even a day, not even a day and a half, and then we're good. Yeah. So I guess how long has it, how long have you been selling from, you know, from that first day to now? How long has that been? It's only been about a year, not even like we just launched, um, right around the very end of 2019 Mm -hmm. and, uh, got a really good response. And so immediately started, uh, uh, kind of pushing ourselves into the market just barely. And then of course we decided to get a, a retail location up in Chisholm Creek. We, you know, we, we start to get into Homeland and then the next thing I know, you know, here comes the pandemic and kind of shut us down for, for a while. But, uh, but we're, we're, we're still hanging on. We're still, we're still doing good. And we're, we're hoping that, uh, you know, we, we see a light at the end of the tunnel with this. We have some more production accounts and not just selling our soda, but we white label sodas for other companies. And we make, you know, we, we make uh, root beer and cream soda for pops up in Arcadia. You know, we, we do root beer for Weber's up in Tulsa, Weber's old fashioned burgers. So like those are kind of keeping the lights on and keeping the bills paid for now. But uh, uh, we're hoping to do a really like a large marketing push, hopefully at the very end of this year or the beginning of 2021 and really take OKC soda company uh, and just blanket the state of Oklahoma and get everybody, you know, on our side. So that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Cause I mean, you mentioned, you know, pops, I think that when people think of soda, especially in Oklahoma city, that's kind of like the location that they go to, right. They go to drive out to Arcadia and, and they have that and it's kind of an occasion, but you know, it, it would be great to have, to not have to drive out that far and go to other closer places or, you know, like you mentioned, you have some white label stuff, which definitely helps you keep the lights on and, and you know, those private label things that, for the facility that you have and the ability that you have to, you know, to make soda for companies like that, it's, you know, why wouldn't you do that? Right. If it makes total sense. Right. So. Yeah. And that's, we, we made that conscious decision when the pandemic hit, we were like, okay, we have a canning line. We have a bottling line. There's no reason why we can't make a slight pivot 
mm-hmm. and not focus just on OKC Soda Company right now in our cans. And let's let's see if we can make some soda for all these other companies like Hard Rock Casino. We do kegs of root beer for them, like uh, Flicks Brewhouse that just opened, asked us to make them some root beer, you know, in a keg. So not only do we do cans, we have bottles, cans, kegs, and bag in the box, you know, like uh, from the soda fountain. So we, you just got to do what you can really to yeah to keep you know to stay in business and that's kind of where we're at well and definitely being kind of so small and, and early on in the process you can pivot that fast can't you you have speed on your side to whereas you know you're not having to you know run it through a bunch of decisions and all these other things and people before you're like no we're going to do this and within 24 hours or so you can set it up you know that's correct that's correct and that's been a that's been a big benefit of ours, having that equipment and having that facility and, and being able to be in charge and not having to go up the ranks of all these things. We can just make the decision and we can just make it happen right there. And that, that, that freedom brings a lot of uh, enjoyment to me and my partners. Like we enjoy being able to do anything we want when we want, you know, as far as making soda goes. Yeah. Tell me about, uh, I, what was the first flavor that you guys did? What was the first can well, believe it or not, our first flavor is our most popular flavor, and it's the strawberry milkshake. It okay. is, uh, it's pretty unique. In fact, we can barely keep it in stock. It sells out so quickly, but it, you know, it's, it, it is exactly how it's advertised. It punches you in the face with strawberry, and then on the back end, it lingers just like a vanilla milkshake, and it's just so unique and so special, and yeah. So that was our first, that was our first flavor we made and, uh, it remains our, our most popular one today. Yeah. How many do you have right now? <laughs> we have, we have six flavors. So we have strawberry milkshake, root beer. Then we have orange cream soda, cherry limeade, blueberry acai, and a lemon lime. Okay. So those are their six main flavors. And we have several more that are coming out. We've got some, uh, some limited edition, limited time only flavors that we're about to roll out. But again, we want to wait till the beginning of 2021 to kind of really do a good marketing push. And you'll see new flavors and new, new things coming out, you know, all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I think the possibility of, of flavors is endless, isn't it? It's as far as your imagination wants to go. Absolutely. Totally endless. And that's, and that's the thing that we like to, to wrap in with the, the whole white label thing. Like we can make your, your company a soda or, or, or whatever you want. Like, and you can, the, like you said, the sky's the limit. You can create whatever, whatever flavor you want, we can make it for you. Yeah. Yeah. It must be really cool. I know you mentioned, um, you know, kind of the Brewers Union and I did a podcast with uh, Jake Keys um, from Skydance and, and just how good Love that application is for you guys and starting out and helping you get a foot in the market and a place to brew before you decide to, you know, open up your own brewery or whatever it is. Like that's, that's a really cool spot to be at. Uh, and just, I love, you know, I, l- I love the Brewers Union. The Brewers Union is one of those great places that, like you said, it's a stepping stone, you know, like if you're a good home brewer and you like, Hey, I, I think I can do this. I want to start my own brewery, but you got to go to the Brewers Union first so you can learn about distribution, learn about marketing, learn how to brew on a big system, you know, learn how there's so much that is involved with, uh, not just making a product, but you have to know where to market it, how to sell it, how to, how to scale it up to, you know, to large quantities. You have to deal with distribution trucks. You got to know how to, I mean, there's so much involved and the Brewers Union gives you those tools and, and that knowledge to take advantage of that and, and really get you to where, 
okay, now I can go to a bank and ask for a million dollars and get a huge brewery and, and start my business. So right. yeah, we're, we're, we're fortunate to work out of the Brewers Union. Yeah. I th- I was driving up Memorial the other day. Is it rough tail that just opened up there recently? The new brewery on Memorial, this giant. Yes. Huge. It it's looks like huge. a castle. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, 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 I was driving past it kind of when they were building it. I was like, Oh, it's kind of cool. And, and then I just haven't been up that way for a while. I drove past it recently and it is massive, isn't it? It is massive. And those guys are our friends and they actually carry our soda in their tap room, which is amazing. I mean, we love rough tail and their, their beer is just fantastic. But yeah, that new facility of theirs is amazing. Yeah. Can you, I guess, you know, there's a lot of parallels between, like you said, brewing soda and brewing beer. Um, have you guys collaborated with anyone on that side of things? Not in the beer world. That's not yet. Um, we have, we, um, there's a, an Italian restaurant in Midwest city called bad Nona's and they're starting to get really popular and they carry our soda. And apparently they make it into like an Italian cream soda and everybody loves it. So we're literally in talks with them right now to do a collab soda for them. So it'd be like an OKC soda, bad known, you know, OKC soda, bad known as collab soda. And, uh, we're really excited about that because they're actually getting ready to move down into, uh, hopefully into the parlor downtown too. So they're going to have a second location open. They're going to be doing yeah. some OKC soda stuff there. So collabs are, are one of our favorite things because we love Oklahoma small businesses just like ours. And we want to, you know, work with those type of people. And like you say, come up with just some really cool flavors and really cool collabs. Yeah, definitely. It makes, uh, it's just unique in there and it pushes the boundaries. And, and like I said, you know, the uh, imagination really just go as far as you want to go. The possibilities are there. Uh, with, I guess with everyone kind of the recent, I say recent craze, but seltzers are big now and they have you thought about kind of mixing with that? Cause that's kind of soda and alcohol put together, right? Right. It, that's so true. The uh, seltzer craze is alive and well. I mean, uh, <laughs> Coop's got one and stone clouds got one. Now Vanessa house has got one. So yeah, we, you know, the, the seltzers, uh, the seltzers continue to be popular and we're not going to move into maybe into the seltzer world, but OKC soda next year in 2021, keep your eyes out for, uh, uh OKC soda sparkling water. Okay. We're getting ready to make, we're going to make a line of, uh, OKC soda sparkling waters. Um, for those who really, you know, love our flavors, but don't want, uh, the pure cane sugar, even though our sugar is not high fructose corn syrup, it's caffeine free. It's a third less sugar than regular sodas. We still want to give an option out there for straight sparkling water for people who don't want any sugar at all. So look for that in 2021 as well. Yeah. How, how important and how helpful has it been for you to be involved with, you know, the, the kind of the made in Oklahoma and the Oklahoma programs and, and these kind of guys that are, that are helping out startups and small businesses. I cannot stress enough how beneficial it is to work with organizations like made in Oklahoma and Benny Keith, you know, our local food service distributor. And like these companies have opened so many doors for us and being able to work with them, the, the, the coalition, the Made in Oklahoma coalition has been unbelievable. They've given us uh, contacts down at Scissor Tail Park for the farmer's market. Uh, it, it, being able to go down to Scissor Tail Park and, and see our sodas in their concession stands and stuff is it's such a prideful thing. And we would never have gotten that without the Made in Oklahoma coalition. And I mean, I'm on this podcast. I'm doing this podcast because, you know, the Oklahoma, the Made in Oklahoma coalition, you know, recommended it. It's like, they're just an amazing organization and working with local 
companies like that is is be- so beneficial and I, I would highly recommend it to any small business yeah the network of people that you connect with it's you know everyone in the same boat everyone wanted to help each other out and i'm sure it helps tremendously absolutely absolutely yeah. well you mentioned seeing your cans at you know your your soda in at Scissortail. what was it like seeing your product on the shelf for the first time Man, it's crazy. It's so crazy, especially uh, Homeland, like Scissortail Park and Homeland. Like when I heard that Homeland was interested in carrying our sodas, I was like, okay, cool. I'll see a couple of the cans. And I think, no, they had an, an entire end cap of like 72 cases of OKC Soda Company. And I mean, I lost it. I was, I took pictures and started posting and sending it all to my family and everything. And it was, it was really cool. And then walking in Scissortail Park and seeing a kid walking around with the soda can in his hand, I was like, Oh my God. And so it was, it's amazing. It's a great, great feeling. Yeah, definitely. Is there any, um, I guess, you know, blanketing it across the state and putting it in these bigger, big box kind of stores. Naturally, I, I would assume that the goal is like the targets and the Walmarts and the, you know, the whole foods and the bigger companies to, to really broaden the reach. Right. That is the goal. That is the goal. I want to start slowly. I don't want to do it wrong. I, I don't want to overextend ourselves. So uh, the, the, the progression is grocery stores and then obvi- obviously local restaurants and, and stuff like that. But the, the goal, the progression is grocery stores and then maybe into some local convenience stores like Encue or Love's. And then once we get into that, then I, then I have to scale up a, another level. And then I think I could be ready for, uh, you know, larger distribute distributors like, uh, associated wholesale grocers and, you know, really like the Walmarts and the targets and the Costco's and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't want to try to just get to the end goal right away. Right. Like I, I want to pro- make that progression correct. And we want to do it right. We want to make sure that Oklahoma, you know, the local Oklahoma companies get there their soda first and then slowly build up to the, to the Walmarts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I did a, I did a podcast recently, um, which will come out in a, in, in a few days with, uh, Kai's concepts that make kind of nutritional bars. And, um, Jeff from Kai's was saying that they, you know, they got the Walmart buyer and then they met with them and, and the Walmart, the, the person was like, yeah, well, you know, we'll start with a, with a small, uh, trial sample size of a thousand stores. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, we were up 12 hours a day for three weeks straight, like making bars just to fill one small sample size for Walmart of a thousand stores. <laughs> it's nuts. But you know, you've got to, you've got to, like you Crazy. said, you've got to go through that process of scaling it and being able to, when you do get that opportunity from Walmart or Target or a big box retailer, and they, they say, you know, we're going to give you an opportunity. You don't want to waste that, right? You don't want, you know, if they came to you now, like you were going to be working straight, you know, 24 hours. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is that, you know, you want to do it, but you want to do it right. So if you want to do it right, you got to know your limits. And, uh, I feel like we're, we're, we're doing it correctly by starting in slowly in grocery stores and then convenience stores and then, you know, slowly scaling up. Cause yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't want to screw it up if target comes calling, but at the same time you want to make sure that you, yeah. you, you want to do it right for them. So, yeah. Uh, what's it like, you know, cause like you mentioned, it's soda it's such a wide variety of, you know, potential users, clients, whatever it is like, you know, 
you, you can go so many different ways. Sometimes that can be a great thing, but also sometimes that can be a bad thing because you kind of, you need to really pick a direction, don't you? Well, you, you do, but at the same time, we've consciously made the decision to, to, to start this craft soda company because we don't have to limit ourselves to just one demographic. Um, you know, when we very, very, very first started this kid in, uh, Enid, or I think it was Enid Guthrie or something, sent me a letter because they were doing, they were learning how to write business letters. And he sent me this letter and was like, you know, Hey, can you, we really want to, you know, try your soda and can you tell us about, you know, clearly it was an assignment, but at the same time we realized that man, children love soda. And so we sent, you know, a couple cases up there and they were so happy. And now we're getting ready to start working with, um, the scouts, like the boy scouts of America. They're thinking about doing some fundraising with our soda, which, you know, through like an Amazon distribution channel, which we think is just amazing. And so, Yes, you kind of need to choose a specific direction. But again, I can work with all these young groups. I can work with businesses. I can work with restaurants. I can work with, you know, the convenience stores. And the, I mean, I, I feel like soda is the, is the perfect way to not have to put yourself into one niche. Right. So if you want, if, if you're looking for an answer for like, you know, which direction should we go in? The direction is just straight retail and we think it can appeal to, to all sorts of demographics. That makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's, I mentioned all the things that you mentioned, you know, which way you can go. It comes down to, I guess, having just enough time to do everything, right? You don't even want to know, man. I barely <laughs> sleep. I barely sleep. <laughs> but yeah, it, it does. It, it, we just have to have enough time and enough staff and because you're constantly ordering more cans and more flavor and more sugar and more this and more that. And, it does take a while, but yeah, you're right. It's all about time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how, for everyone listening, how can they get involved? How can they follow you? How can they buy cans from local stores website? Where can they find all that? Well, it's pretty simple. Um, Instagram is at OKC Soda Co. And everybody, you know, everybody was like, is it Oklahoma Soda Co or Oklahoma Soda? You know, it's just OKC Soda Co. So you can go to our uh, Instagram there at OKC Soda Co. Or you can go to our website, which is simple, www.okcsodaco.com. Or uh, you can always get a hold of us uh, and, and try our soda at the Brewers Union, Homeland, Scissortail Park, Bad Known. It's like there's a and social capital down there. There's a lot of restaurants and bars that carry us. But, I mean, probably too many to name right now. But you can go to our website and, you know, take a look at kind of where we where you can find us. But yeah, those are the big ones. Homeland, Scissor Tail Park, and the Brewers Union. Those are our three kind of biggest places to find us. Right. Uh, I guess I'll finish with this one. I know, obviously, Pops is such a kind of unique location because of the gas station on Route 66. I know you guys have your, you know, first retail location at Chisholm Creek. Is there any kind of vision in the future to have a really cool, iconic location, building, structure, whatever it is, somewhere in Oklahoma? Yes, there is. Uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned that you did a podcast with Jake Keys because uh, him and I were talking about maybe having a really cool spot downtown. I don't no, not exactly. We're still in the early phases of that. And then there's another uh, uh, individual or a party basically that's interested in, in kind of having us there. So we haven't really made up our mind, but yes, uh, in 2021, maybe 2022, we're going to have a larger 
location. It's kind of like, like you said, an iconic stop that'll have more than just come try our soda. It'll be, you know, restaurant and bar and an experience and kid playground. And like, it'll, it'll be a really cool spot. I just don't know exactly where it's going to be. Haven't pinpointed it down yet. Yeah. Well, the good thing is we have plenty of land in Oklahoma city and uh, surrounding areas. So true indeed. True indeed. It's more a matter of uh, where you want to be rather than uh, what's available. So awesome. Well, mate, I really appreciate your time and wish you all the success and, and, you know, great for you guys to pivot through 2020 and, and keep the lights on and keep going. I know that's must've been a struggle for a lot of small businesses, including, you know, yourselves, but wish you all the success. And, and then obviously look forward to some new flavors towards the end of the year and then, a, you know, big push early 2021 and, and see, we, see if we can raise the bar and, and get some more soda on, on the shelves. So, Hey, that's awesome. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks, mate. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.